This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. I went searching for more episodes of Dark Fantasy after I received a wonderful note from Wayne Kozak a few weeks ago. He said that the presentation of Dark Fantasy was exactly what he was looking for in the program Theater of the Mind, and could I please air more from this series? Well, absolutely, Wayne. Dark Fantasy is an excellent old-time radio horror and mystery program that was initially broadcast out of WKY in Oklahoma City. Dark Fantasy had more emphasis on horror rather than mystery, but the show has also covered some science fiction and murder mysteries, too. Now, in airing an episode of this show a few weeks ago, I had read and quoted the line that the show was so scary that it was broadcast late on Friday nights when the nation's children were in bed. <laughs> I was upbraided rather gently by Keith Gloucester, a listener who, how shall I say, knows his onions, and he says that that statement was not quite true. Well, this episode of Dark Fantasy, written by Scott Bishop, a man hears a voice advising him to see his boss about a raise. Now, this program is, I think, a foreshadowing of what we're learning to deal with as far as artificial intelligence is concerned. Ben Morris plays Alan Blaine. Now, Ben Morris was only 20 when uh, he was in the Dark Fantasy cast at WKY. He went to Hollywood to try the movies, and he ended up taking Jack Webb's place on uh, Pat Novak for hire. Ben was six foot four. His nickname was Ben Chandler, presumably a reference to Jeff Chandler, and the voice from beyond belongs to Daryl McAllister. I hope you enjoy this episode of Dark Fantasy, which has this creepy title of Dead Hands Reaching. Ooh, did a shiver just run down your spine? myself. I am here. Am I losing my mind? Now there's no one. Listen to me, Alan. 
I hear you, but where are you? I am here. But you can't see me. Who are you? Listen to me, Alan. Yes? How much money are you making? Not much. How much? $25 a week. You're worth more. I know I am. Then why haven't you done something about it? Well, there are hundreds of men who could do my work. I can't afford to lose my job. You won't lose your job. But you will get a better one. What do you mean? Go talk to your employer today, Alan. Today, you hear? Yes. There's a position open. Assistant manager? Exactly. That's too big a position for me. You're capable of handling it. Go in. Ask for it. Ask for job of assistant manager? Yes. You'll never get it unless you ask for it. Look here. Who are you? Where are you? You cannot see me, Alan. Because I am not of your world. Are you some devil? Some evil spirit? I assure you, I am not. Then why don't you show yourself to me? I am not permitted to do that. Be thankful that I am able to advise you. Why do you advise me? Because there is much I can do for you. I don't understand. Your voice. Out of nowhere. That must not worry you, Alan. Do as I say. Go now. Ask for assistant managership. Go, Alan. Ask for it now. Wait. Don't wait, Alan. Wait, I want to talk to you some more. Don't wait until it's too late. I warn you. Come back. Come back. Look here. What's all the commotion about? Sit down, Mrs. Evans. What? I said sit down, ma'am. Here, I have something to talk to you about. I want to know what the shouting out here was about. Well, never mind that, Mrs. Evans. Something much more important to discuss with you. And just what's that, Mr. Blaine? It's about the assistant managership. Well? Well, you see, I, I, I was just thinking. Go on. No, I was just thinking that perhaps... Go ahead. I... Go ahead, Alan. Tell her you want the job. Did you hear something, Mrs. Evans? I'm waiting to hear you who you have in mind for the job that's open. I'll take that job, Mrs. Evans. What did you say? I said I'll take that job. Why, I, I hadn't thought of that. You might handle the job all right. Yes, yes you might. Come on in the office, Blaine. Let's talk this thing over. Assistant manager's office. Oh, Judith, darling. How are you? Hey, you coming down to see my new office? Oh, I... I 
thought you said you'd try to make it today. Well, I've had my new job for two weeks now, and I... All right, dear. Yes, goodbye. I can't understand Judith lately. Seems like she's avoiding me. Don't trust her, Alan. Julian. Don't trust her, Alan. Don't trust her. What? Don't trust her. Don't trust her, Alan. I warn you, she's not to be trusted. Oh. Oh, it's you, Alan. Hello, darling. May I come in? Yes, I suppose so. My, you're beautiful tonight. Am I? Oh, that dress looks wonderful on you. I'm glad you're all dressed up. Honey, we're going to celebrate. Alan. I've just been promoted, darling. Now I'm making enough for us to live on. Come on, let's paint the town. Then when we find just the right spot, I'm going to ask you to marry me again. Aren't you going to say something, Judy? I have an engagement tonight, Alan. Oh, but you can call it off. No, I'm afraid I can't. Think what's happened to us. Now I'm making the money you always wanted me to make. You'll have to go now, Alan. What? I've got a few minutes to finish with my makeup. You'll have to go now. But, Judith... Please, Alan. Now, wait a minute. Alan, really? I've asked you to go. I haven't much time. Oh. So you haven't much time. Well, let me tell you something, Judith West. No, Alan. Yes, Alan? Let you tell me what? Don't say it, Alan. Don't. Well, Alan? Don't say it, Alan. I warn you. There'll be a quarrel. You'll kill her this time if you quarrel. I'm waiting, Alan. Never mind. Just forget it. Good evening, my dear. I should have told you last night. I didn't, so I'm writing to you now. You have made quite a fool of yourself over me for some time now. I've only permitted you to believe I loved you, because I've always felt sorry for you. Now you're successful, and so I write you the truth. I'm being married tomorrow to a man from South America. I've never loved you. I know that I never can. And so I'm writing. Miss Adams, you please call me at 11.30. I have a 12 o'clock luncheon date. Hmm. Letter from Judith. Probably an apology for last night. I wonder what she said. Hmm. Alan. Perhaps I should have told you. Writing to you now. 
Make a fool of yourself. Always felt sorry for you. Being married tomorrow, I have never loved you. Never loved me. Oh, she can't mean that. Yet she wrote it. Yes, she wrote it. Oh, so she's been playing ball with me all these years. Felt sorry for me, did she? Sorry. Well, I'll make her sorry. I'll show her. I'll kill her. No, Alan. Yes, I'll kill her. Don't go to her, Alan. I'll show her. I'll show her she can't talk me off like an old glove. Put that gun back, Alan. No. Put it back in the drawer, I say. No, no. I warn you. You'll be sorry if you don't put the gun away and calm yourself. I won't, and you can't stop me. No, I can't stop you. <laughs> Nothing can stop me. Nobody. Not now. Oh, so she feels sorry for me. Well, I wonder if she'll feel sorry for herself with a bullet in her cheating heart. <laughs> darling. I'll meet you at eight. Yes, I've written a note to Alan. I've broken things off completely. All right, dear. Who's there? Who is it? Alan. What do you want? Alan. Oh, no, Alan. Alan, Alan, listen to me. Go sober yourself up, Alan. <laughs> Go away. You've lost your job, spent all your money. This is no way out. Leave me alone. I want to help you. Help me. <laughs> Why didn't you leave me alone to begin with? I warned you not to go to her apartment. You're a murderer now, Alan. You're wanted by the police. Oh, go away. Go away. You should have listened to me. I was trying to guide you. Leave me alone. Oh, leave me alone. I know what you're thinking. You're tired. The spirits aren't enough for you now. You want something else. Yes. Don't do it, Alan. Stay away from it. No. I'm not listening to you anymore. I'm not listening. Do you hear me? Go away. I'm not listening to a thing you say. Glad to help any plan, Honorable Mr. Mullins. He, he said I could forget my troubles here. Trouble? You have trouble, please? Maybe. You want maybe sleep, sleep? Anything. 
Anything to stop this awful burning in my mind. You smoke, maybe? Me fix fell. You sleep. Yeah. Sleep. You lie here, please. Stretch out. Make comfortable. Yes. Here. You smoke this. Take pipe. You sleep. Yes. So, you feel better by and by. No, 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 no. Please do lie down. You smoke. Pretty soon. Sleep, sleep. Don't, Alan. I beg you. Don't smoke that. Go away. Please, not too sharp. Tell him to go away. There is no one. Don't do it, Alan. You hear him? I hear no one. Now, please, to be quiet. Just smoke. Plenty soon. Sleep, sleep. I tried to warn you, but it's too late now. Where am I? So strange. Quiet. Peaceful. What's this? Book. Diary. Aaron Blaine. Aaron Blaine. That was my great-grandfather's name. This was his diary. Where am I? Seems like, like a cave. Yeah. It is a cave. My clothes. So neat and so clean. Yesterday? Yes, even today, I, I was almost ragged. I remember, too, I was tired. Worn. Huh. Now, now I feel refreshed. How did I get here in this cave? At night. From a fire. I can read a book by the fire. Yeah. We are now in the midst of a dreadful civil war. I fear everything I own is lost. I have only managed to save my gold. Gold. I figure its value at more than eighty thousand dollars. I have buried it today beneath the horse stall at the east end of the barn. It will never be found there. Gold. Buried beneath the horse stall in the barn. But what barn? It's daylight. Perhaps if I get out of this cave... Yes. There's the opening. Yes, it is daylight. And there's the farm over there. It's an old farm. Maybe if I go over there, I'll find what I want. You 
say this farm did belong to old Aaron Blaine. That's right, boss man. About the time of the Civil War was, I reckon, my pappy done work for him. Uh, who owns the place now? I reckon Uncle Sam do now, boss man. I pays the taxes when I can, and they lets me live here. Yeah. Got myself a horse out there in the barn, yeah? <laughs> Good old racing horse he is, and that barn knocked fall down. Yeah, I see it is. Yeah, well, over this way, boss. All right. Are you sure this barn's been standing since the Civil War? Sure has, boss man. I used to prop it up here and there once in a while. <laughs> Want to go to pieces any day now. Yeah, there's old Thunderbolt. <laughs> oh, that old Thunderbolt. You asked about a spade here, mister? Yeah, there's one right over here. Yeah, I'll set the lantern down right there. Keep that animal back. I'm going to start digging. Digging, boss man? Yes. And if I find what I'm looking for, you and I are going to be rich. There it is. Lord and mercy, boss man. Something buried there? Yeah, a metal box. Come on, help me get it out of there. Okay, boss man. Can you get a hold of that corner? Yeah, I think so. The pool's hard enough. All right. Yeah. Mm, good Don't work. Heavy. Yeah, got a lock on it. He'll fix that. Golly, it's heavy. Ah, there we are. Lord and mercy, boss man. Look at that gold. Yeah, gold. Eighty thousand dollars worth of gold. What's that? Must be the Pearson boys. Who? Pearson boys, boss man. Well, who are they? They've been trying to get to this farm, or they ain't got enough money to pay the back taxes. Folks around here always said they know there was gold bad here someplace. They must have seen you, and now they're trying to scare y'all. Yeah, it's a good thing it's night. I was going to come down here this afternoon, but I decided to stay in the cave till dark. Cave, you say, boss man? Yeah, over toward the hills. We better get ourselves over there, boss. If we're going to keep us here gold. Them Pearson boys been looking for it for ten years. <laughs> they catch us with it, they want to take it away from us. I reckon I can't stay here much longer. Now, we've got to stay here. I was hungry. And so am I. We can't leave this cave until those murdering thieves out there go away. Boss, we done been here two nights in a day. They've gone now, Alan. You again? Who, boss, me? It's safe now, Alan. Boss, man, what you looking so funny about? You look like you done hit a spook or something talking. You can go out now, Alan. They've gone away. Come along, Sam. Are we going to leave here, boss man? Yeah. Help me carry this box. How come you to change your mind? I didn't. It was changed for me. Come along. Come on. Sure, we'll be good to wrap this old boy around a good, thick old steak or maybe a fat old chicken. Now, easy now. Careful. Let's scout around behind this tall grass. All right, boss man. Now, y'all watch your step out here. There's, there's lots of snakes over here. Snakes? Yes, sir. Diggins, too, boss man, and poison. Now, come on. Over this way. Wait a minute. Huh? Look. Over there. Lordy, boss man, that's an old grave. Yeah, come on. Good Lord. Look. Boss man, looky over there. A bony, fleshless hand. 
reaching up out of the grave. Horseman, how come that hand over there? Whoever that was, they buried him alive. Come on, Horseman, I don't feel I'm too comfortable around here. Now, wait a minute. Something scratched into this tombstone. I can't quite make out what it says. Yeah, that's better. What does it say, boys? I can't read. It says, Aaron Blaine. Aaron Blaine. Died August 16, 1861. August 16, 1861. My great-grandfather buried alive. Lord of mercy, your grandpappy. I didn't die then. I was only unconscious from exhaustion. They thought I was dead, so they brought me here. Where are you? I brought you here to show you this. How did I get here? The opium removed the spirit from your body. I brought it here. No, take me back. You can never return. Yes, take me back. I have the gold now. I'll be rich. No. Yes. Take me back. Take me back, I say. Horseman, look at that ass knee. No. Oh, Ron Horseman, he done bit you, idiot. Poison. Been poisoned by that snake. I can't. Help me. Help me. I can't get. No, Alan. I warn you. Now, you'll never get back. Dead Hands Reaching, tonight's original tale of dark fantasy by Scott Bishop, originating in the studios of WKY. The picturization story of Dead Hands Reaching appears in the May 16th issue of Movie Radio Guide. Ben Morris was heard as Alan Blaine, Eleanor Naylor Curran played Judith West, Muir Height was Young C. Fu, Georgiana Cook played Mrs. Evans, and Daryl McAllister was Aaron Blaine. The Voice from Beyond. Next Friday, listen to Dark Fantasy 35 minutes earlier at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Wartime, 10.30 Central Wartime. Listen for Rendezvous with Satan, another unusual adventure by Scott Bishop. Stay tuned for Archie Andrews next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for the Archie Andrews Show and the episode entitled Plumbing Woes. Hello. Hello, Jughead. This is Archie. Come over right away. It's a matter of life or death. Oh, relax, Archie. Relax. (laughs) 
Yes, and you relax too, folks, if you can, because here he is again, right out of the pages of Archie Comics magazine, with all his gang, Archie Andrews. Well, tonight is Saturday night as we look in on the Andrews home in Riverdale. We find Mrs. Andrews in the living room sewing as Archie enters. I'll be down to get you in a taxi, honey. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, hi, Mom. Well, Archie, what's all the rush? Big date, Mom. Excuse me, I gotta call Jughead. Oh, don't let me keep you. <laughs> Operator, get me Riverdale 247, please. Better be ready about half past eight. Jughead, what kind of an answer is that? I heard that on a radio program. Ah. <laughs> Very funny. But listen, Jug, what time are you coming over here? As soon as I finish dressing. I want to get to the dance early. Why? Because the only time I can dance without bumping into everyone is when no one else is on the dance floor. Well, all right, Jug. We'll try to get there early so you can dance. You come over here as soon as you can, and then we'll call for Betty and Veronica. Okay. Are you dressed yet? No, but I'm going to get dressed right now. Okay, see you later. Yeah, bye, Jug. Huh? Bye. Oh, bye. Who are you taking to the dance, dear? Well, it's a long story, Mom. I wanted to take Veronica, but Betty wanted to go with me, too. And Jughead had no one to take, so we made it a double date and we're all going together. Oh, I see. Well, I better start dressing or I'll be late. Oh, I'll be down the taxi. <laughs> Oh, that boy, he's exactly like his father. Oh, hello, dear. Newspaper down here? Yes, dear, right there. Fred, why are you wearing your bathrobe and slippers? Ah, yes, yes. Fred, I asked you a question. Yes, dear, yes, yes. Fred Andrews, just what is so interesting in that paper? Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing, dear, nothing. Just, just glancing through it. Ah, it says here, United Nations Week starts tomorrow. Yes, I know, but... General Assembly opens October 23rd. Yes, dear, that's fine, but I still want an answer to my question. Question? Question? question. What question? Well, I asked you why you're wearing your bathrobe and slippers. Hmm? Oh. <laughs> now, Mary, what do you want me to wear? A negligee and galoshes? <laughs> Fred, don't be funny. And tell me why you're wearing your bathrobe at 7.30. Well, Mary, if you have no violent objections, I am going to take a bath. A bath? Oh, but Fred, I thought we might go to a movie tonight. Oh, not tonight, dear. Not tonight. No, sir. I'm, I'm just in the mood for a nice hot bath. Oh, yes. yes, sir. I'd like nothing better than to relax for about half an hour and just soap and soak. Yes, sir. That's my motto tonight. Soap and soak. Or, uh, if you prefer, soak and soap. <laughs> I bet you can say that three times fast. <laughs> no, dear, I probably can't. No, no, just try it, Mary. Soap and soap, soak and soap, soap and soak and soap. <laughs> you see, it can't be done. Oh, honestly, Fred, won't you ever grow up? Now go on, take your bath. <laughs> All right, Mary. That's exactly what I intend to do right this minute. Oh, I'm forever blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the Wonder if that's going to be hot enough. I do. What a blue blazes, huh? Now, a little cold water. Fix that. 
I never thought of that. But but... Thanks, Dad. Archie, you get your dinner cold running around in that towel. Oh, I'll only be a minute, Mom. Well, I see that you're no longer. Hello? Hello, Archie. <laughs> How are you, Archkin? I'm anxious to see you later, Archie. Archie, for goodness sake, just what is tickling you? <laughs> Gee whiz, Dad, this is important. Well, important or not, either say something or get back upstairs and finish that bath. Okay, Dad, okay. Hello, Veronica. Yes? I've got to rush now. Did you want to speak to me about anything special? Well, yes. What time are we going to the dance? Oh, I don't know. About 8.30, I guess. Well, could we make it a little later? Later? Uh-huh. I hate to be the first one there, don't you? I'd much rather make an entry. Oh, well, sure, if you want, Veronica. Is that all? Uh-huh. I'll see you later. Bye. <sighs> Bye, Veronica. Well, what was so important? Well, you see, Veronica wanted Never mind, to... never mind. Just get upstairs and finish that bath. Dad, I'll be finished before you can say Jack Robinson. Archie, I do not want to say Jack Robinson. I want to take a bath. Really, I think you're making too much fuss about this whole thing. You can take a bath five minutes from now. Now, Mary, that is not the point. I like to take a bath when I'm in the mood for taking a bath, not just any time. Oh, you have to be inspired. No, Mary, I don't. The point is that the boy had no right to go on that top when I was all ready to use it. Dad, he didn't know. He knew I was waiting when he was on the phone, didn't he? Well, yes. And did you hear him? (laughs) (laughs) Does he care that I'm waiting to take a bath? No, he sits there giggling. Mary, it's time that boy learned to think of other people. Fred, you're making a big fuss over nothing. He's probably through by now. Mary, I am not making any fuss over... Through? You think he is? Archie! Archie! Yes, Dad? Archie, are you out of the bathtub yet? Well, no, Dad. I'm waiting for it to fill up. Oh, fill up? Yeah. It was ice cold when I got back here, and I had to fill it up all over again. Mary, you see... Now, Fred, remember your blood pressure. Blood pressure? Mary, in a minute, I won't need a hot bath. I'm boiling right now. up and down. Mary, is that boy going to stay in that bathtub all night? I'm sure I don't know. He had to. Down all through with the tub. When I was a boy, we took a... Through. Archie, did you say you were through? Yes, Dad. Well, it's about time. There, you see? Uh, uh, See what? Oh, never mind you. Just go up and take your bath. Oh. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you, madame. I'm certainly glad I have your permission. (laughs) People out of the bathtub all night. I'm forever blowing bubbles. Let's see now. I don't want to get it too hot again. I. Oh, for God's sake. Mary! Yeah? This water is ice cold. It is? Well, actually, must have used all the hot water. Oh, fine. Well, what do I do now? Just 
Just what? Just let the water run. There'll be more hot water in a minute. All right. Let it run. I don't know why we can't have enough hot water around here. I like to... Oh, 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 for God's sake. Gee, where's uh, that? What was all the noise? Just the water pipe. It was knocking. Oh, gosh, I thought the house was falling in. Archie, the house was not falling in. The what water... What was that pu- noise? Mary, I was running the hot water faucet and the pipe started to clatter. But the... it never happened before. I know it, Mary, but it was just an ordinary pipe rattle. Evidently, the washer is gone. Washer? Yes, the washer. The rubber washer that keeps the faucet from leaking. It must be worn out and the air is getting in there and making the pipe knock. It's just as simple as that. Oh, I see. Well, you better forget about your bath and I'll call the plumber first thing in the morning. Mary, tomorrow is Sunday and you cannot get a plumber on Sunday and I can fix a thing myself in half a minute. Mary, it's perfectly simple. All I have to do is go down to the basement and shut off the hot water, then open this faucet up and put in a new washer. Well, I still think a plumber should do it. Me too, Dan. Oh, listen. I am not paying any plumbers to do this job. I can do it myself. I want a bath. And by gosh, I'm going to get one if I have to rebuild the house to do it. right now. He's up in the... Uh, he's very busy. Oh, gosh. I wanted to ask him something very important. Well, maybe I can ask him for you, Betty. Well, all right. Ask him what time he plans on getting to the dance. All right, dear. Hold on. Oh, so late? Gosh. Ask him if he couldn't make it a little earlier. We always get to dance late and miss half of it. 
Betty, I'll ask him. Hold on. Archie! Yes, Mom? Betty wants to leave a little earlier, dear. She wants to get there on time for once. Okay, Mom. Hello, Betty. Yes? Uh, Archie said all right, dear. Okay, swell, Mrs. Andrews. Thanks a lot. Bye. Goodbye, dear. What did she say, Mom? She said all right, dear. Okay, swell, thanks. Fred, is that you? Well, for pity's sake, what are you shouting about? It doesn't matter now. No, I suppose, suppose it doesn't. But I still think you ought to let a plumber do the job. Mary, may I remind you that I intend to take a bath tonight. All right, dear, but don't say I didn't warn you. I won't. Open the door and let me get at that bathtub, will you? Open it? I never locked it. Archie, you must have. This door is locked. See? Gee whiz, I don't know how it could have happened. Archie, I am not interested in how it happened. Just unlock it. But, Dad, the lock part isn't turned. The doorknob must be broken. Archie, I can... Uh... Oh, broken? Oh, they couldn't be broken. I mean, I mean, I never heard of a lock just breaking. I... Oh, well, how am I going to get in to take my... Aren't you? Are you sure? Positive. No. Oh, fine. Fine. What are you shouting about? Haven't you started your bath yet? No, Mary. Not yet. There's just a little something else I have to attend to first. <laughs> oh, nothing important. I just have to saw this bathroom door open, that's all. <laughs> Knock that piece out, will you? 
What piece? The piece of wood around the doorknob that I just saw. Oh, okay. Look out. There. That's it. It fell off. Oh. Yes, sir. There we are. At last. Hello. Hello. Archie, get your head out of that hole and open the door. Boy, I bet not many houses have a hole in the bathroom door. Archie, I said to take your head out of that hole. Okay, I would. That's funny. Come on, hurry up, Archie. Hurry up. Gee whiz, Dad, don't you think I would if I could? I want to take a... What do you mean, if you could? Archie, what do you mean? Oh, for pity's sake, his head is stuck in there. Oh, boy, I'm sure stuck. Oh, now, how can his head be stuck? He got it in, didn't he? Yeah, but it, it sure won't come out. Listen, if it went in, it's got to come out. Whatever... Look, I'll see the... Oh, Fred, don't wash the boy's head that way. Well, it's the only way to get him out. Oh, hey, quit it, Dad. Don't. Oh, hey. All right. Guess that won't work. Well, now, let me see that. There must be some way to do this. Well, um, uh, maybe you should take the hinges off. The hinges? Oh, no, I can't. They're on the inside. Archie, can't you open that door? How? It opens out and my shoulders are jammed against the wall. Jammed against? Oh, yes, that's right. Well... She was... I uh, sure look silly wearing a bathroom door around my neck the rest of my life. Fred, do something. Well, uh, uh, do you have any ideas? What'll people think when they see me wearing a door? Especially a bathroom door. Archie, people won't think anything. They Fred, I think the boy's turning blue. Blue? Now, Mary, don't get hysterical. He's not turning blue. Just a little green. Uh, Archie, be quiet. Wait a minute. I know. I know. Archie, you must have put your head in sideways. The hole is wider that way. Oh, gee, maybe I did. Yeah, so just try to take it out that way. Go on. Just turn your head sideways. That's it. That's it. And I just, just, just a little more. If I turn it anymore, I won't know if I'm coming or going. <laughs> oh, Archie. Archie, come on now. Just turn your head a little bit more. Here, I'll help. Oh, hey! Fred, you're wringing his neck! That's the best thought of the evening. No. Come on, Archie. Oh. Turn. Ouch! Oh, I... Uh, oh, I... Ah. Uh. Uh. My mouth. Say, that did it. Now, Archie, open that door and come out here. <sighs> Thank goodness. Wow. Am I still in one piece? Of course you're still in one piece. Thank goodness that's over. Yes. Now, if you'll just let me get to that faucet, I'll put in a new washer and everything. Fred, why don't you give up the idea? Mary, I am not quitting now. But, Dad, why don't you call a poop? I'll just open this faucet and... Oh, gee. Oh, dear. Uh, Archie, I thought you said the water was turned off. Gee, it, it was off, Dad. Archie, are you sure? Positive. Oh, no. How do these things happen to me? Here I go, traipsing around the basement all evening and come up here and Archie's locked in and he sticks his head into the hole and then I can't get in the hole when I want to. I, I mean the tub when I want to and now I find the water is still running. But Fred, I... the pipes didn't knock. Yeah. The pipes did not the least bit that time. Does that have to be explained to me? I, uh, oh, didn't knock. Oh, oh but, but, but if the washer's worn out, they've, uh, well, I, I mean, the last time I tried the pipes, they were, they were, uh, uh <laughs> they didn't knock, did they? No, they didn't. Well, then let's try that faucet again. 
By gosh, they don't knock. And just feel that water. Piping hot. <laughs> well. Oh, that's swell, Dan. Yes, dear. What did you do to fix it? What did I do to fix it? What did I do? Yeah. Well, you 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 know, Mary, that that's easy. I, I just went down to the basement and I I I uh Well I I I mean I I, I well, I simply went under the boiler and, and while I was uh well it's it's a highly technical matter, Mary. I don't think I, oh, isn't that the front door? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. I bet that's Jughead. Yes, yes, I, I bet it is Jughead. You'd you better hurry. Yeah, well, see you later, Mom. See you later, Dad. Yeah, yes. Uh, see you later, Archie. Hey, Archie! I'm coming, Doug. I'm coming. Well, saved by the bell. Well, dear, I guess I can finally take that bath. Yes, dear, I suppose so. But um, later, I wish you'd explain that highly technical matter of how you fix the water pipe. I'll be downstairs if you want me. Yes, all right, dear. Later. I'll I'll explain it all later. (laughs) Much later. Well, quite a night. Quite a night. That's all water under the bridge. I suppose anything else can happen. No, I'm forever blowing a bubble. Well, that should be enough water, I think. Ah, let's see how that is. Yeah, just right. Oh, that's fine. Oh, I'm forever blowing bubbles. Oh, oh, that's a little warm. Doctor, order just what the doctor order. Mm-hmm. Soap and soak. <laughs> soap and soak. Soap and soak. Soap and soak. And soap and soak. No, <laughs> can't say it. Can't say it. <laughs> soap. Ah, where is the soap? Oh, Mary. Oh, Mary. Ben, what now? Would you bring me a piece of soap, please? No, it isn't. Well, it must be. Mary, I say that there isn't a drop of soap in here. Archie must have used the last of it. Oh, dear. That's terrible. Mary, never mind the editorial comments. All I want is another piece of soap. Well, that's just it, dear. There isn't any. I went to six stores today and couldn't get a single case of soap. Fred, you don't have to forget your bath. Forget my... Oh, how do these things happen to me? Yes, when it comes to things being peaceful and quiet around the Andrews home, it's always no soap. You've been listening to another chapter of The Adventures of Archie Andrews, written by Carl Zampel, and based on the copyrighted feature appearing in Archie Comics magazine. Archie is played by Bob Hastings, Jughead by Harlan Stone, Mrs. Andrews by Alice Yorman, Dad by Ian Martin, Veronica and Betty by Gloria Mann and Rosemary Rice. This program is directed by Kenneth McGregor. But now for another glimpse of the Andrews. Later that night, Mom and Dad have just gotten into bed. Well... 
Good night, dear. Good night. Good night, Fred. But I still say the whole thing was Archie's fault. Oh, Fred, let's forget it. It doesn't really matter. Well, all right. But it does matter. Good night, dear. Good night. Good night, dear. Mom, Dad. Oh, Archie, for pity's sake, don't make so much noise. Are you home already? Yeah, and boy, did I have a swell time. Really? And how Veronica and I won the Jitterbug contest. What's that dance committee? You'd think they'd spend a little money on prizes. Well, didn't you get any prizes? Oh, yeah. Veronica got a bottle of perfume. Well, that's nice. Oh, sure. But you know what I got stuck with? Oh, what? Bath soap. Plain old bath soap. What? Oh, no! for more of the merry adventures of Archie Andrews. This is Bob Sherry wishing you a very pleasant weekend. So long. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Quiet, Please, followed by George Burns and Gracie Allen. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.